Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders while entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. I'm guessing this week that will include the Vegas Golden Knights and a little place Adam Hill likes to call Wawa. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm missing Wawa, though. I'm missing it at 2 a.m. It doesn't appear to be a place that you can really miss until it's about 2 a.m. in the morning. No, you're wrong. The breakfast is fantastic, so you can go oh, anytime. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, look, look, if we're going to just jump into it, let's let's start with the most important things. And that is Wawa, which we got to experience. I got to introduce you and some other coworkers to in Florida while we were traveling with the Golden Knights. Um, any of our listeners on the East Coast, I'm sure, are very familiar. Uh, it's the greatest place on Earth. Now, you, before we went, referred to it as just like 7-Eleven. Well, I had not I'd never been there, but just by what people had described it as it was almost coming off as one. Well, it's a fantastic convenience store. Uh, at its core, but it also is a food service establishment where you can order anything you want, essentially, on a kiosk. You don't have to, you know, when you're trying to order something, especially like a sandwich, and you're like, oh, I want this, I want extra this, none of this, whatever. Like, it's impossible. But on the kiosk, tell them exactly what you want. They make it perfectly, make it fresh. It's awesome. And uh, I think you guys finally came around and admitted that, especially because the milkshakes were fantastic. Uh, some of the best milkshakes I've ever had. That milkshake, uh, mint cookie, uh Mint cookie uh, milkshake at 2 a.m. You can't beat it along with a chicken cheese steak. Um, good, 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 healthy choices there at 2 a.m. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely wonderful. Far better than even your expectations led me to believe. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. Now, they only have them basically in the mid-Atlantic. So like Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and then randomly Florida, which is because uh, Florida has everything because so many people move there from other places. So they started Wawa's down in Florida, but that's it. I've often said... You know, when we get a lot of franchises here, a lot of different uh, places opening up, you know, Chick-fil-A finally came here, those sorts of things. I've always said Wawa is the one thing we are missing that we need in Vegas. I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll give you. Well, I know you'll pick Wawa, but Wawa or Tim Hortons? Yeah, Tim Hortons is solid. Uh, It's a great choice. And they actually, you know, people think of Tim Hortons as like donuts and coffee, but they actually have really good lunch. Uh, lunch menu there, sandwiches and stuff like that too. But I'll take Wawa over Tim Hortons. That's also a good choice. You love the hot chocolate. I know that. I love the hot chocolate at Tim Hortons. Got the whipped cream. And if I'm going to go donut, it's going to be a Boston cream from Tim Hortons. Another good, healthy choice. <laughs> You're making a lot of good choices these days. Making, making a lot of good, healthy choices, both in Canada and the United States. Good trip. Didn't see much around Plantation, Florida. I don't know if I need to go back there. A lot of chain, a lot of chain restaurants for sure. Yeah, uh, Chili's, um, Olive Garden we hit. We didn't get to Red Lobster. Uh, no. But any kind of chain you want is there and ready for you. And we didn't see any alligators, which is what I was scared of. I am terrified now because we are, you know, we do have to go back during the football season. The Raiders are playing the Dolphins. So uh, to tie it back into our uh, Raiders discussions here, that is a, a trip that people are going to make this year. I assume many people will go down there. It's a, a perfect time of year to go to Florida. Be on the lookout for gators. But I will say, if you're scared of them like I was, I didn't see any. It's not like they're roaming the streets. No, but you were worried about them. And when you go back, you're going back for a full week because we believe they're going to practice back there to get acclimated, right, to probably to the time zone. I don't think the weather at that point is going to be a problem. No, I think it's humidity, too. Okay. All right. I could see that. 
Um, but if you're there for a week and you're, you're fear of the Gators, you're going to drive people crazy. Yeah. I'm hoping I don't see any that time either. Now where we were is a little bit closer to the Everglades, uh, up there and, uh, down where the, where the dolphin stadium is not quite as close. So might not be as scary, but I don't know why people aren't just terrified all the time in Florida that they're just going to come get you. Yeah. I saw a lot of, uh, and you did too, driving around on the, uh, on the highway, Man, a lot of those houses right next to the water with just a little grass separating them. I'm like, I could, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't live there in those bodies of water two feet from the from the surface. Yeah, no thanks. I'm out on that. Like, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even have a pool if I lived there. I, I think the gator will just climb into your pool. Yeah, that'd be a sight in the morning for you. I, I saw how scared you were. Um, any other thoughts about Florida uh, before we go? Ben Goats introduced me to a great, great uh, beverage called the Miami Vice. I was very excited. Yeah, and he's a cheap plug here, I guess, is that uh, we are all working on uh, what is now an 80-page special section ed. I don't know if you have that up to Has that jumped uh, up to 80 pages? <laughs> 80, 80 pages. So make sure you get out there. If you're listening to this, make sure you get out there and uh, get our special section of the Review Journal, which is coming out Sunday uh commemorating the golden knights and their victory um i don't think i've slept in two days i'm sitting here with ben actually right now i know he hasn't slept in about two days i think you're kind of in the same boat because you're feeling ill i think uh, yeah i'm down in the i'm down in the not not complaining we're not complaining about this we're just telling you hey look a lot of work is going into this and a lot of editors and uh photographers and everybody's putting so much work into this so um i think it's gonna be very good so i would i would suggest people go uh you know pick up uh their copy of the special section that's coming out but yes 80 pages now uh ed that we're at so. they've got to send this thing to printer it's just going to keep growing yeah it's it's grown like three times today already Oh my goodness! Well, good for us, though, huh? Good for the paper. Yeah, but I guess what I was uh, what I was starting to get at there is uh, we are all writing just kind of our memories, a real quick synopsis of what we're going to remember uh, about uh, this covering covering of the Stanley Cup run, and um, certainly Wawa and alligators made it into my uh, made it into my my memories of what I'm going to take away from this. So um, crazy to cover it, and I think you know also tells us not tells us really, but gives us a little glimpse of what it would be like to cover this kind of a run for the Raiders, right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is a team that I don't think has expectations this year of making this, but at some point they're going to be a contender and um, it's a wild ride to cover a team on a championship run. Did you know that uh, in my little vignette, my memories, I did include the fact that I do believe, and people are not going to believe this. I don't know if Ben's going to agree with me here because we were sitting opposite aisles each way. I sort of, in a small way, thought there was a tad bit more leg room in Spirit Airlines than I was uh, – um, made to be known. Wow. Hot take. Yeah. No, it was a hot take. Not just a tad, not, it wasn't, it just wasn't as completely uncomfortable as I thought it would be. But I think you'll agree as you sat up in the first class area because of all your spirit points and the huge, um, Barco lounge chairs up there while Ben and I were stuck in the back. Sure. Uh, the trip home was, was a mighty long one. It was long. Uh, not as long as the way there, which was an absolute adventure. Uh, in many different ways, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long flight for sure. Well, flying East to West is longer for sure. Uh, but yeah, it is, uh, it's nice to have status. Ed. It's very, very nice. I want to ask something real quick, uh, before we get to some Derek Carr and, uh, what he said about the Raiders from last year. Um, I think you were around, correct me if I'm not, I, I'm not sure you were or not, but the people have been going back and forth on this about the golden Knights and UNLV basketball from 1990, which championship is more important, which is a bigger championship. Like in these debates, I always say, Hey, you know, I don't know if there's a right answer. I mean, whatever you enjoyed the most, if you were here in 90 and you're at that parade and, you know, Tark and that team was your everything, then good for you. Um, I can also see the side where people say, no, 
This is a major league professional sports franchise. It was the first one in Vegas. Um, we know about their relationship with the town uh, after the shooting. Um, so I did want to get your thoughts if you thought there was a bigger one or if you're kind of with me where, you know, each person really should be able to make up their own mind on that. So I'm, I moved here right after uh, the championship. And like I was excited to move to Vegas because of that championship. I mean, that was so massive. And for you know, a kid that was my age at the time, like in sixth grade or whatever it was, like they were the coolest thing in the world. And so uh, I, I think it was different and just again, not being here and part of it. And I was a kid, but even just talking to people afterwards and talking to people still today, I still think that is bigger back in 90, just because of what the town was. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, a desert wasteland that was just a, a bunch of, you know, mafia types and, you know, degenerate gamblers. And it wasn't a real city. It wasn't a place to live, all of those things. And that changed all that perception. Like, I don't think we're dealing with those same things anymore. I mean, obviously, you know, professional sports was still off limits until the Knights came. And then the Knights had the impact that they did in the community. And I'm not discounting any of that at all. I think it was massive, uh, their healing power uh, for this community after what happened just before they were launched. Um, but I just, I just think, I think the UNLV title was bigger just because of where Las Vegas was as a town at that point and just getting them on the map, getting Las Vegas on the map, getting it recognized for more than just what it was then. And, and nobody sees Las Vegas that way anymore. So I think it's different in that regard, but um, there's also a lot more people here. So the parade will be bigger. Um, it, so if you just want to you know, measure sure number, sheer numbers, like, yeah, that's huge, but I don't think anything will ever top. Uh, I mean, Raiders might, that'd be huge, but a super, a super bowl would be enormous. NBA and NBA title would be big too. Um, but th th there is so much, so much bonding between this team and this community. Like, I think, I think it's going to be big. You looking here's, forward to here's the, other factor. here's the other factor though, Ed, I'll point this out. Like this is the middle of summer and I know it's in the evening, but that's a little bit difficult. You get a, a super bowl title in January when the weather's perfect or February, yeah. excuse me, weather's perfect. Yeah. I think that would be bigger. Yeah. I think it would be bigger too, just because of the weather and when you could have the parade. Uh, you looking forward to this parade? Look, I'm not a parade guy. Uh, I've never enjoyed parades. I don't, you know, it, it's not my thing. But I think as as far as being a community and like what it does, um, you know, just an event where everybody comes out and everybody celebrates and everybody has a good time. Um, that part is cool. And I have, you know, I've, I certainly have friends that are, you know, I never thought were sports fans or cared about sports or like, oh, this is great. We get to go on the strip and celebrate with everyone. And like, I get what, I get the meaning of it far more than the actual act of, you know, people driving in cars and waving. Um, it's more than just that. So I think it's going to be a cool experience. It's going to be something very cool to see. I'm also very much looking forward to, to it being over. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. I wanted to ask you about Derek Carr real quick. He, there was an AP story out of New Orleans. Uh, I'm sure you read it and saw the headlines about oh, yeah. his thoughts about being here last year. No, he, he didn't have his best. He didn't have his best. He wasn't able to give his best last year. Right? Yeah, he wasn't able to give his best. Um, also said there were some personal things. He did not get into what those were at all. But he did, you know, talk about the uh, not giving his best to the Raiders. You know, 
these things, these things tend to happen when guys change teams, all of a sudden they're talking and, and, you know, talking out about stuff that they wouldn't have in the past. And, you know, they feel more comfortable, I guess, or they just want to put stuff out there for whatever to make excuses or what, but what did you take from his comments that he wasn't at his best and, and why do you think he'd come out and say that now? Well, what's, what's the point of it? Well, I mean, obviously I read that story and kind of chuckled. Um, we have been to a lot of Derek Carr press conferences, Ed. We've spoken to Derek Carr a lot in the locker room, on the field, in the press room. Um, I've look, I I can picture in my mind. I didn't need a video or a video and audio recording. I know exactly how he said it. I know exactly his tone of voice. I know exactly what he was saying. Like this is Derek. It's what he is, and and for better or worse, like I I, I genuinely like Derek as a person. Um, but when he's talking on the record about things, sometimes you're just, you know, you've heard it all before. Um, so I like, I don't know what his, I don't know what he was going through and hopefully it wasn't, you know, something that's lingering or something that lasts or something that was very difficult for his family. Um, hopefully all is well there, but you know, it's Derek. Like that, that's just what I thought. It's Derek. I mean, was this a reasoning to say, about Josh McDaniel's offense that he couldn't or didn't pick up? Do you think it had more to do X's and O's? Do you think it more had to do with personality conflicts? Forget the personal stuff in terms of off the field. We're not, he's not, unless he says it, we're not going to know what that is, but I'm talking more about personality conflicts within the, within the building with Josh McDaniels instead of maybe just more, or, or do you think it's more X's and O's or it, it probably at some level is both. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, but he, I mean, he listed them as separate things, right? I mean, he said, it was tough to go through what he was going through on the field, but also, um, you know, and learning the system and, and being a part of, you know, you know, bonding with Josh McDaniels and all those other things, but also other things that were going on. So I think he's kind of listing those as two separate things. Um, I'm sure that was part of it too. Like it's not when you're having difficulties at work. And I mean, this goes to anybody for us, for him, for anybody listening, like when you have problems at work, it affects you personally at home and in your other relationships and all those things. So, like, I think all those things are interconnected and, and part of each other, but, um, you know, it's also, it's also kind of an easy thing to move on and then be trying to do something new and saying like, now I've got it all figured out. Now I'm good. Last year was a disaster and it was this and it was this. Now I've got it. And we've heard that all yeah, before. That always happens, doesn't it? Of course it does. Of course. And it's an easy thing to do. And and look, hopefully that's true. And you can go on and be successful and be happy and all those other things, but it's a very easy thing to say in retrospect. Uh, Saquon Barkley said this week he could sit out. Josh Jacobs is in the same um, realm. We talk about it each week, but there's not a uh, secure update yet. But he does have to what? I think it's July 17th to sign the tag. Um, uh, he has to July 17th to work out a deal. Okay, to work out a he deal. He can sign the tag after that, but oh, you can't negotiate a long-term deal after July 17th. So if they're going to work out a deal, um, it's going to have to happen. And if he doesn't work out a deal by then, then he'd either have to sign the tag or sit out. I mean, that's the two options. And so... Um, do I believe that either one of them could do it possibly, but we've really, you know, we've seen players try this before Le'Veon Bell being, uh, the, the main one that we've seen try this and it didn't really work out for him. And I, you know, I think that, you know, these are maybe better players than, than, uh, Le'Veon Bell, the Le'Veon Bell was awesome when, you know, when he was going through this. So, um, it's a very tough thing to do to kind of sit out and, you know, not play and then try to jump back into things. So it's a tough spot. And and we've talked about this before, but 
look, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jenkins are absolutely right. They deserve long-term contracts with guarantees and security for a long time. And both of their teams are also absolutely right in not wanting to give that to them. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. So when you have something like that, where both sides are equally right, um, it's tough. It's a very tough thing. And I think something needs to be done about it. I don't know what that that solution is, Uh, whether it's, you know, guaranteeing, you know, shorter rookie deals or, you know, earlier guarantees or not making their contracts be a full part of the salary cap or what, but you need to figure out a better way to pay running backs. That has to happen at some point. And and I do want to point out Josh Jacobs is totally right when he tweeted at somebody because somebody responded to him and said, I feel like if you just go to work, do your job and do it well, you'll get rewarded. And Josh Jacobs said, that's cap, which, uh, Ed for, uh, to translate to, you know, younger folk for you. Uh, that's, that's not true. Uh, is what Josh Jacobs was saying. He said, that's cap. Uh, it's just not true. And and that's, that's correct. Like, it's not true. You are not going to get rewarded just for showing up and doing your job. That's just the reality. Josh Jacobs did that last year. They didn't. No, if, that was, if, that was, if that was true, he led the entire league in rushing. Right. He would have been given a long-term deal. Not only did that, like they didn't pick up his option. He went out, he worked hard every day. He was great in the locker room. He was a leader. He was, he played through pain. He did all these other things. He, he led the league in rushing and is he rewarded? No. So that's not true. So stop saying this nonsense of just do your job and then you'll, they'll take care of you. No, they will not. So stop saying that. No, I agree with you. I don't, I still think when push comes to shove, it's 10 point something, you know, 10.3, $10.4 million. I think he's going to sign the tag. I, so, cause I do not think for a second they're giving him a long-term deal. Nope. I, I think if, if he wants a deal, it'll be for less than that 10.3 million. I think it'll be like three years, 24 million, 8 million or something like that. I think that's probably where they're, where they're thinking. And if it's three for 30, would he sign that? I don't know. Um, but again, again, I just, I also want to go back and say, when I say no, they will not take care of you. They shouldn't like, you shouldn't lock up running backs and long-term deals. You just shouldn't. So I'm not saying the Raiders are wrong to not reward him, um, but it's just a, a system that is not, it's not equitable. It's not fair for running backs right now. What did you watch before we get out of here? What'd you watch in the plane coming back? I always like to know what you're watching. Uh, I actually watched a couple of stand-up comedy specials. Uh, I've been doing a lot of that lately and uh, checked out a couple of uh, office ladies podcasts as, uh, as we've talked about. Um, yeah, I didn't really get it. into anything. Yeah. Um, I'm still, uh, I'm still holding out. I want to wait until all this is kind of settled down a little bit. Uh, maybe wait till I'm at the beach in a couple of weeks to watch uh, Ted Lasso uh, the last season. So uh, that's on the horizon. Uh, Cause I want to binge that and uh, got to save some stuff for that trip. So uh, we'll see what's coming up. I think, what did you, you watched a couple of movies, didn't you? No, I watched nothing but Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched a couple of those too. It, it started in the first season though. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't, every time I tried to get through the episodes, it tried to knock me off. So I had to go first season straight. Wow. I mean, the yeah. first season, it's it's good to catch up on it again. It's not the best episodes, but really no, laid the not. foundation. It's like the, the, uh, it's like the first season for the golden Knights. It didn't quite get there. It didn't reach its goal. Uh, or let's just say the first first season for the Raiders set the foundation. It wasn't great, but it set the foundation for what you want to do in the future. Did it, though? It did. They they figured it out. So I'm not talking about the Raiders. I'm talking about Seinfeld and that, like, George was a totally Oh, you're talking about character. Seinfeld. I thought you were talking about the Raiders setting the foundation going 6-11. and 11. No, well, that that's different. But no, I'm saying Seinfeld set the foundation. It wasn't great. It didn't get where it wanted to go, but it laid a foundation. That's what the Raiders are hoping. It did. Um, yeah. They're hoping oh, we'll that they laid a foundation for the future. But yeah, the first season of Seinfeld, even though it was kind of weird and strange, like they figured out George as a character, they figured out figured out Kramer as a character. 
those those were totally different characters when the show first started. Uh, they brought in Elaine after the first episode, so um, they figured it out. And so the Raiders, I'm sure, are hoping uh, they kind of find that same mix. Yeah, I think they're a longer way away than Seinfeld was. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just trying to tie in uh, our favorite show to uh, the team that we cover it. All right. Uh, well, good stuff there. I know you got uh, the Golden Knights in the 80, which is now I, in my mind has grown to a 95-page section. Yeah, uh, while we're talking, I'm sure we've expanded While we're talking, it has it is grown to 95 pages. Pick one up uh, on Sunday. Pick up a review journal. Uh, there's also ways uh, to get the um, front page that uh, we put out after they won the cup. Um, so that's really cool. I know people are still asking about that and wanting to frame that. So there's definitely ways to get that from the newspaper. And uh, we're working on a book. We're going to come out with a book about the Golden Knights. Golden. Golden. Golden is the book. Uh, uh, trying to finish up stuff for that right now. So a lot going on with the Golden Knights. And uh, the parade is tomorrow. Whenever you're listening to this, it's Friday. But the parade is Saturday. If you go out there, have fun and be safe. There'll be thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So uh, always be safe in that situation. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, ST and Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation three times a week. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.